in earlier times, repair was just taught by your family because sometimes the money just wasn't there to buy a new thing every year. Nowadays, this doesn't come into play as much. I think it's very important to teach repair at schools because they have the best opportunity to get the right mindset and not uh, be so environmentally damaging in your behavior. Welcome to Restart Radio. I'm Dave Pickering and I make a monthly podcast for the Restart Project. The Restart Project is a London-based charity and social enterprise whose mission is to spark reflection and change in our relationship with gadgets. For the first episode of the Restart Project podcast of 2023, we start the year with an inspiring discussion with teacher Felix Lossin and students Karl Mao and Biet Schneiderhan from the Rudolf Steiner School in Munich. They talk to us about the growing movement of student repair cafes that are becoming a part of German schools. The Rudolf Steiner School was the first to pioneer this workshop by Walter Kraus, another teacher at the school. Now they have a weekly repair cafe and multiple repair lessons built into their curriculum. I spoke to them about why they believe this workshop is so important and about the guide that they've put together to offer other schools a framework and a blueprint so that they can also bring repair and repair cafes into their curriculum. Hello, my name is Beat Louis Schneiderhahn. I'm a student of the Rudolf Steiner Schule Schwabing and I'm in the project Student Repair Café like for four years i think so since i'm in the eighth grade of our school now i'm in the 12th grade i really like that you learn how to repair how to deal with broken things in school because i think it's a very important topic for everyday's life and in our school we get the ability to deal with these things and i really like this I'm Karl Mau. I'm also a student of the Rudolf Steiner Schule in Munich. And I always liked fixing things. I always like to figure out how a device works and how to repair it. And after I switched from a state school to this school, I was really happy to see that there was a student repair shop here and you could take classes in repairing things. Since then, I've always wanted to help to bring this project to a better viewed point for everyone because it's such an important topic to repair broken devices. I'm Felix Lossin. I'm a maths and physics teacher. I myself repair some things, but I wouldn't call myself an expert. So I'm rather watching and supporting as good as I can. Walter Kraus is also sitting in on this call. He's the teacher who originally developed and set up the student repair cafe at the Rudolf Steiner School. You'll hear about him a few times in this conversation and you can tell by the enthusiasm of his students that he's doing a really great job. And you may even hear him in the background explaining things in German from time to time. So can you explain what a student repair workshop is? A student repair shop, student repair cafe at our school is like any other repair cafe. People from outside can bring their broken devices. Of course, also the teachers can bring their broken devices. And 
those things will be repaired as good as possible. And the special thing, of course, is it's the students who repair the things. It's one date a week and there you can bring your broken device and fetch your repaired device. Of course, if you don't have time at that certain date, you can also bring something or get it back. In a repair cafe, usually the customer who brings the broken device also repairs the device. And at our school, it's the students who repair the broken devices. It's also free of charge. So you can bring your device and get it repaired for no money, but the money you need for replacement parts. And I think that's also what's really great about this because it helps to let the students experience how to repair devices and also is great benefit for the customers. And how are these workshops integrated into the rest of the school curriculum? So it starts in class 7 and goes up to class 11. There are really one or two, in some classes even four lessons in the weekly timetable. And you can also participate in this project after school, but it's also really a lesson in our school time. There's also the possibility not only to repair broken electrical devices, but also there's the possibility to go to the wood repair student cafe or the repair cafe for clothes. This is also an important aspect of the repairing culture we try to cultivate in the school and all around Munich or Germany. Yeah, so in terms of UK understanding, the student repair workshop is part of the curriculum from about year seven to year 12 in our terms. Why is this a good age to start teaching children about repair? Every age is very good to start getting involved in repair, but the problem with repairing, especially at our school, is that electrical devices are very sensitive. So the students have to have a certain age to really don't mess around and to concentrate. It's not easy. You have to have still fingers to get it done often. We also tried out class five, but it's difficult. Class seven is probably the first class where it really works and then there's no limit. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and do you have thoughts on teaching young people repair in general? Like, why is that an important thing to do? Yeah, of course. We try to cultivate an idea how things can still work, even if they look broken. It's easier as you think to get to repair something. Every year there are new products. Then you think, okay, if there's something new, you can buy something new, but it's not necessary. In earlier times, repair was just taught by your family because sometimes the money just wasn't there to buy a new thing every year. Nowadays, this doesn't come into play as much. I think it's very important to teach repair at schools because they have the best opportunity to get the right mindset and not uh, be so environmentally damaging in your behavior. I think this mindset point is a very important point because it's getting the trust in yourself. I can repair this and I don't have to throw it away because I've learned how to deal with these things, with these broken devices. So is repair a popular cause for young people in Germany and are initiatives like the student repair workshops common in schools or are, are you quite unique? I'd say right now they're rather unique. We were the first one and the last years we tried, especially Walter tried to populate Germany with new repair shops, student repair shops at schools. He was kind of successful. There are more and more schools participating in this idea. We tried to make 
it very easy for schools to offer this course by creating a guide how to do it. For the students at our school, they like it. But of course, there are some students who aren't that interested. At our school, we have other very cool subjects like microscoping things or architecture. But when they're in the subject itself, they usually really like it. So I would say it's quite a popular lesson in our school. And everybody knows that it's something very special, something very new. And we have the privilege to learn it at our school. It's really interesting to hear because in past generations, people learned these things. It's a privilege now for people to get to learn how to fix things. But it used to be just like the standard and it's like been lost for a couple of generations. It's great to hear that it's becoming more popular and that you understand how important it is. Yeah, it's really something you learn at school and you know you will need it for the rest of your life. What's the best part of teaching about repair? What do you enjoy the most about it? For me, it's the realization that the students kind of lose their fear of something so easy. Fear is a very hard word, but by themselves, they wouldn't try to repair something because it feels odd or they think they can't do it. But when they see how easy it is, or it can be at least, they get used to it and will repair for themselves. And every time something is broken, they're ready to go and to try to repair it. It has two sides. One is the repairing itself. And the other thing is the experience that something you didn't like isn't actually something you have to be afraid of. That's the kind of thing that I often hear from people who repair things. Is that, like you say, losing that fear. I think what is also still interesting on the topic of teaching repair here is that the repair isn't really taught. It's more do it and then figure out how it works. Learning by doing. You open the device up, you look all by yourself and try to figure out what's broken. And there's always a teacher or an expert nearby. But it's mostly a goal that you try to fix the things yourself. Because if you're out of school, there won't be a teacher who helps you if it gets too hard. So that's what is also really important, I think. Absolutely. And so what's your favorite thing that you've repaired at one of the workshops? My favorite repaired thing It's an electrical toothbrush. My electrical toothbrush fell on the floor and then it didn't work any longer. It didn't vibrate enough. So I looked it up on the internet and the solution was really simple. I just had to open it up. On the inside, it looked very complicated. And then there was a big coil and all I had to do was to push the coil a bit up and that was it. Afterwards, the electrical toothbrush vibrated perfectly. That's the thing, isn't it? You look inside and it looks so intimidating, but all you've got to do is push one little thing up. I can see why that's like stood out to you in terms of like teaching you about like how repair works, like the, the myth versus the reality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's always very interesting. And I think smartphones are especially hard because they are glued together like it's made for eternity. But also any device that is putting up a challenge. Also the stories the customers have with their devices. So if it's the, the teapot where you cooked your tea water for the last 30 years and it is broken and you fix it, it will put a smile on the customer's face. So that's also a very nice experience. I don't really have a favorite device that I repaired. It's always a nice experience to repair. So sometimes people bring devices with a big importance with 
big emotional value to them, to us, and ask us if we can repair them because they had this device for the last like 50 years sometimes or even longer or it's from their great grandparents and they still use it it's a very nice feeling giving them these old devices back and say okay no they work again and you also see by repairing these old devices that in former days it was much easier to repair devices because they aren't that glued and pressed together so it's easier to open them and sometimes even easier to repair them that's really interesting by helping people to kind of reconnect with their history you're learning about the history of how repair has changed over the years yeah you got the feeling in former days devices were produced to repair them again if they broke and in our days new devices are just made to go for like three years and then you have to throw them away they are produced like this and this is so wrong in my eyes it's very common that not the electronic itself breaks completely, but just one part of the electronic, which can't be switched out easily. So you have to throw the whole device away. So if you have a washing machine and just the control panel is broken, it sometimes gets to the point that you can't use the washing machine anymore because a technique in the control panel can't be replaced, but the motor of the washing machine is still functional and usable. How has learning about repair influenced your approach to learning other subjects? I think the learning by doing approach you learn in the repair shop is a very important point because it's easier for you to just figure something out also in other subjects. So if you don't know anything, you don't just give up and wait for the teacher to explain it, but you have this kind of spirit to keep on fighting and trying to figure it out. Also, you lose the fear of seemingly complicated matters. So you'd think more in a, I do this, I do that and probably then I will have figured it out and if not it's also not a problem approach so yeah I think that's really great what you can take there from the student repair shop into your other classes. It's very easy to see the importance of the student repair cafe lesson and I think in other lessons it might be a bit more complicated or not that easy to see the importance of the other lessons for my everyday life is not so easy to see right it's something that applies to your life that you're living now and it's tangible and you can see how it works my generation often say like why didn't we learn about the things we need to know in our everyday lives and i'm really glad that your generation or at least you is getting that basis that is necessary i also wanted to add with a repair shop you have the chance to have a real life experience what physics and math are good for because sometimes you have to understand how an electro motor works or you have to know how a wiring circuit works and also we have a 3d printer implemented in the workshop so we can print replacement parts and i think that's a great example of how math and in a 3d environment is used so it's really great also for just having an example where you need those subjects that seem a bit abstract in some ways Do either of you have plans on how you will apply or further develop the skills that you've learned in your repair work going forwards into the future in your lives? I mean, that's a big question to ask young people. 
Yeah, I think I'll try to stay somehow connected with the repair shop at our school, but I also have some tools for repairing electrical devices at home, such as a screwdriver toolkit or a soldering table. So it gets shifted to my home as well. So if there's something broken, I'll try to open it up there and fix it. It's also very important and interesting to have a look at all things that are going on in repair culture as well and try to understand this, what's happening here, how can I participate. Yeah, I think there's also a great advantage you get through the student repair shop, which also impacts your future decisions, maybe. Where would you like to see repair culture by the time that you're the same age as your teachers? Like, where would you like to see repair be by then? Really cultivated in every school all over the world. Everyone should learn how to repair things, I think. Yeah, and hopefully repair has a, an impact on the environment as well by that time. So things aren't getting thrown away that much anymore and are more repairable by themselves so that companies are also making their devices more repairable and it's not up to the customers and the ones who try to repair the things to fix them, but also that the companies are trying to repair more stuff. As Beard said, it would be great if repair shops in schools were implemented everywhere and repair in general would be more popular because it's such a great opportunity to help the environment to save money it's uh, it's really great that's the first time we've mentioned the environment in this conversation which is interesting like often when i talk to younger people about repair stuff that's the main focus of their concerns right and the reason they've come to fixing but it's it's nice in a way to hear people who've kind of come from the other direction of like repair being the focus and then seeing how that has benefits for the environment from that I think also for us the the environmental aspect is it's it's uh so obvious so we know about it and we really feel it and and that's also why we've been already talking and we are talking all the time about the importance of this subject in schools. I think what's also to consider is that you just save money if you repair things because buying things new every few years is much more expensive than just repairing things if the companies make the things repairable. If not, it's problematic. And to come back to the question of what we are hoping for the future of repairing culture, I also hope for the right to repair because like we already mentioned, it's so much difficulter to open the devices than to repair them and in my eyes there's something wrong so i really hope that the right to repair things will come in near future what would also be a benefit of the right to repair is that not only the devices could be opened up more easily but they just would be repairable in general because some of the products of apple for example are by their software designed to let them not be repaired so you can't swap a battery anymore because it has to be recognized by the software as the battery which was in the phone so it's just insane how they try to stop people from repairing their own devices absolutely 100 percent can you tell us about the Fixing Things for the Future guide, what that is and what it was like putting it together? Uh, yes, of course. It's a very nice designed booklet or book. And in it, there's everything you need to know how to set a student-run repair shop up at your school. Walter put the guide together to help other schools establish this project and also the approach on how to teach repair to students. So as I already said, we have a learning by doing approach. And so it's a very nice handbook. If you don't know anything about repair, you could basically still set up a repair shop in the school because you don't need the expert knowledge on repairing stuff. You just need the devices and the room and this handbook and you're basically good to go. 
also an instruction about so how to stay safe by dealing with electricity and students and there's really detailed instruction about the safety in a student repair shop and the responsibility and also which adapter to use and how to do this how to do that so everything is explained very detailed so that really i think everyone can start a student repair shop without any danger safety is very important and there's a whole part devoted to student safety where everything is explained or at least a lot of things one thing you start to do when you repair an electrical device you have to cut off the voltage it's like a red plastic box yeah protector which the students or everyone who repairs should put around the electrical input and if you start by that a lot of the safety is already yeah saved The students are safe. Of course, there are still some exceptions, but with this, you can start doing it without worrying too much. It's just a device so that the power stays cut by any means, so you can't plug the device in. What we also do here is we let the students experience it by using a bassin with water and putting on a little voltage. Then we're trying to let them grab things out of the water, and at a certain point, you can feel how you can't clench your hand to a fist anymore because of the electrical power, which impairs your gripping it's also to learn how not to fear electricity to a certain point but also how to fear it when it is over a certain strength so you basically everybody gets a very small electric shock to teach them how big electric shocks are to be avoided we have the whole handbook as a pdf on our website it's fixingforfuture.de we have the whole handbook also translated in english and i think the website is also now available in english so we're trying to get it to everybody with this website in the handbook that's really the idea of this handbook to cultivate the student repair cafes in every school and to bring it to everybody everybody can found a student repair shop in their schools because we think it's really important thing if you google fixing things for the future you will probably find the repair guide and another internet address where you can find it is cultureofrepair.org is there anything that we've missed or anything you'd like to emphasize or add i don't know we've said it but repairing is also fun we like it and it makes fun beneath all these other important aspects it's also a lesson that makes fun We at The Restart Project share the students' ambition and hope that these student repair workshops will soon enough be active in schools all over the world. Not only are young people learning skills they will carry through the rest of their lives, they are also providing a service to their local community and making meaningful connections between their current lifestyle and a more sustainable future. It's not easy to involve younger generations in repair because the skill has fallen to the wayside over recent decades. But the guide that Walter and his students have put together to help people to start these kind of workshops could offer a new strategy for reigniting a passion for repair. You can find the guide at www.schuler.com hyphen repairaturworkstat.de or www.cultureofrepair.org
www.thepodcastnetwork.org. And if you didn't catch those URLs, don't worry. We'll include both of those links in the blog post on our website so that you can follow them and learn more about this amazing project. Restart Radio is a show aired on Resonance 104.4 FM and a monthly podcast uploaded to the Restart Project website and found wherever you get your podcasts. As with all episodes of Restart Radio, we'll include links with background information to all of the issues and stories discussed over at the Restart Project where we've also set up a fundraiser. So if you've enjoyed this episode, do make sure that you donate there to help to fund the future of the podcast. The music that you've heard in today's episode was made with lasers and repurposed electronics and is a collaboration between Opto Noise and Cassini Sound. And big thanks to Restart's communications producer, Holly, who does the research and the planning for the podcast. And now it's time to pack up the equipment and say goodbye to each other. Goodbye, everybody.